There wasn't any propeller. There wasn't any coral reef. And there wasn't Jack the Ripper. There was a shark. Welcome to Bite This Radio with Jaws. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Welcome to another wonderful, incredible, beautiful episode of Bite This Radio. Wherever you are, whenever you are in the world listening to this, I hope you're having a good day. I know times have been a little tough for all of us. I understand. Um, You know, I personally am making the most out of quarantine. I am having a great time hanging out with my wife, my dog, my family, working on tons of music getting to do the things that I love when I'm not on tour. Um, but yeah, times are tough. But you know what? There are things like this out in the world, like Bite This Radio, that are here to give you an hour of joy in your day. And so I hope that for the next 60 minutes, I can provide that for you. I surely, surely hope that I can. I'm going to try my best. And you know what? My job is going to be pretty easy because we have quite an incredible show for you today. So without saying too much, why don't we just get into what we have going on today on Bite This Radio, which is, by the way, actually Bite This Radio Live, regardless of where you are watching this or listening to it, whenever it is around the world, because I know Bite This Radio is not only on Insomniac Radio on Dash, but it's also on 33 plus radio stations across the planet. And it's also on Apple Podcasts. There's tons of places you can find Bite This Radio. So you might not be watching this live right now or listening to it live, which is totally okay. However, if you would like to get in on the action as it's happening, every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time is Bite This Radio live on my Twitch channel, Jaws. Wait, I said that wrong. Twitch.tv slash Jaws Official. Come hang out with us. You can ask questions to everyone that gets interviewed. You can make comments, get active in the chat, and who knows, maybe your comment will be read. Live on the internet and the radio for the whole world. Craziness, right? Craziness. So, with that out of the way, why don't we get into what we got going on today? I have an interview with one of my favorite people. I've known him for a very long time. He is a very good friend of mine. He goes by the name... Ikali. I'm very sure that you are at least familiar with who he is and what he does. So I'm not going to say too much about that. I'll let the interview do that for us. And then after that, we have an absolute fire banging house mix from none other than the fancy French man himself, Kuz. I mean, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. It's just, it's just, you know, I don't even have to say much about it. You know, it's, 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 it, this shit writes itself, man. But I don't want to keep you guys waiting too long. Without further ado, I'm going to uh, get Mr. Akali out here on the radio show. Let's switch over so we can see him. Look at that beautiful face. Everyone say hello to the one, the only, the beautiful Mr. Akali. Uh, so what's up, man? How you been? Man, I've been good. Just trying my best to survive in these times, you know? You're telling me, my dude. You are telling... I mean, okay, honestly, you know, and I've talked about this um, pretty frequently on the radio show, so I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse, so to speak. But uh, I've, I've actually quite enjoyed my time in quarantine. You know, obviously, I would rather not be forced to stay home, but... You know, I've gotten to do a lot of things that I don't normally get to do because, you know, we're always on the grind, worried about the next show, the next tour, the next blah, 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 whatever. Um, you were actually one of the last people I saw before this whole thing really went down. 
Yeah, we saw each other at EDC Mexico. That was the last show I played before all this shit happened. Yeah, because you were about to start your tour. You you got like a couple shows into the tour, right? Actually, I was lucky. I got like 90% of the shows in. We only had three more to go. It's about to play Webster Hall and then a couple other ones. In the wow, that's crazy. I literally only had three shows left on the East Coast also. Dude, we, we were the first and last tours of 2020. Wow. That's crazy. But wow. Yeah, we got to do the, sh- we we were to the-, do the Shrine, yeah. which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. That was, that was a big one. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say so as well. You know, I... I mean, don't get me wrong. The last couple shows on the tour were going to be epic, and I'm sure they were for you as well. Um, but you know, it's uh, it is what it is, man. It's it's like you know, uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta take what you got. And I mean, I think we should both be super um, appreciative that we got to do so much of our tour. Because I mean, I know there's people like Kazo. And so many other guys that were gearing up for tours and had spent all the money on production. They had oh, everything really. ready to go. I mean, that shit is brutal, man. It is. And for those in chat like who don't really know how it goes behind the scenes, you prep for these tours for months. You get an idea in your head. You get all excited. There's a team of you know dozens of people working on it. Everybody's all hands on deck. You spend weeks rehearsing, and then you go on tour, and then you execute it on stage. But like you said, people like Kazo and others, sadly, just never got the chance. Yeah. Um, okay, so I got I got some people in the uh, in the chat who uh, want to ask you questions. First, Bonnet, who is a uh, longtime uh, homie in the chat, said Akali flexing his double platinum in the back. LOL. And you know what? You know what? If I had one, I would be flexing it too, no, bro. It's not even a subtle flex, okay? It is a very very. <laughs> it's a full flex for sure. Yeah. Can you talk about it a little bit? Because you know, yeah, I mean, sure. okay. So obviously, the people watching you on on the stream right now probably have an idea who you are most people who watch or listen to bite this radio on insomniac radio probably know who you are but the radio show is on 33 different radio station radio stations across the planet so there may be some people who even if they know who you are they don't really know everything that you're about and they probably don't know that you have a record on a drake album yeah that's right um I actually have two songs on Drake's record. If you're reading this, it's too late. And so I um, basically fully produced the song Wednesday Night Interlude, and I had a part in the song Preach. So That's this crazy. Here, so this here is a double platinum for those two songs. That is insane. Like, how does that might, even happen? Is it just because you're Canadian? Is that? Mind you, this, <laughs> this the time, yeah, that probably has something to do with it. But this started, this was like when I first started producing. Nobody had any clue in the world who i was i didn't have a manager i didn't have a lawyer um i was just living literally in my mom's basement at the time and got an email and they're like drake has used your song i had a song called unfaith that i put out independently just threw it up on soundcloud and i guess what happened was party next door found the song another canadian right Another Canadian, right? And yeah. uh, just rip, do you, do you get the, the point? Do you do you get the point I'm trying to make? Is that there's this Canadian, the there's yeah, this, yeah. there's a Canadian, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, 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 Illuminati thing happening yeah. here? I'm starting to sweat maple syrup, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so party found it on SoundCloud and just ripped it to use as like a beat right yeah and then i opened the email and i opened up the attachment and i'm like what this is drake and party next door on top of my song but and then every like three seconds would be like first sample clearance only so you couldn't actually hear the full song right but um but yeah i could tell that it was them on top of my song so from there um we negotiated with the with drake's team and got it out that's fucking nuts dude that's so tight like okay you know, like there are cool things that have like happened to me when I was a nobody, you know, like one of the first songs I ever put out on Bygor, you know, I was at EDC and like, ironically, actually, and this is a really funny story. I'm going to try to keep it short because I'm interviewing you and not myself. Um, but um, one of the probably earliest cool things that happened to me is I went to EDC for my first time. Um, you know, I, I got to be backstage because, you know, Mo was there and I was already working with him and he had Kennedy Jones playing and whatever. Um, but I was I was literally, you know, as nobody as it gets, right? No one knew who I was. Um, and it was actually one of the first times I ever hung out with Joanne, who, if you aren't familiar wow. with, 
is now my wife. Um, and I was just so like focused on hanging out with her and being with her. And we, we like went to the base stage uh, or the base pod, I guess, um, for a bit. And we were there watching Jeff excision and she was like, Oh, I want to go get a drink, uh, backstage. And I was like, yeah, cool. Let's go. And halfway, like, y- you know how the base pod used to be where, uh, didn't base pod used to be closer to the artist area. Like it used to be where okay, kinetic is. I'm a nude man. I've only been to EDC twice. So Holy I, uh, shit. I'm, I'm a new schooler. Um, uh, someone asked what year was this? It was 2014. Um, so it was, it was pretty close to get from the base pod to the artist area. Right. So about halfway through the walk. So too far to turn back, but also close enough to turn back. If I really wanted to, I heard excision play my song. And I just wow. like kind of stopped in my tracks and Joanne turns around and she's like, what? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's nothing. <laughs> That's a flex on the first date. Right? Yeah, baby, my song's playing in the background. Yeah, and she was like, what? And I was like, oh, I think Excision's playing my song right now. And she was like, oh, do you want to go back? And I was like, no, 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 let's go get a drink. It's fine. So I literally chose hanging, wow. hanging out with this girl over, you know, this like, huge milestone moment in my career luckily it wasn't the only time i saw someone you know play one of my songs you are you are a true gentleman you're very polite you're basically an honorary canadian you you know i I would like to say that i made the right choice because now joanne and i are married and uh everything you know has worked out this far uh for you know my career but my point is that was my first wow moment yours was getting a double platinum record with drake (laughs) So like, how do you like, how do you start there and then like realize, okay, like not everything is going to be as cool as this. In fact, maybe nothing I ever do will ever compare to this moment. Yeah, I guess you could say that's true. I don't think anything I've done has really <laughs> held a candle to it since, but. Um... I mean, okay. I don't know if it's fair for me or you to say that, you know, you've done incredible things. You've you've hit milestones in your career that have made you as an artist much bigger than, you know, there's probably, I would, I would like to argue that probably 60% of a Cali fans might not know that you made that record on Drake's album. I would say probably more than that, to be honest. Yeah. It's funny because when you get a song on a Drake record, everybody's like, oh, it's so big. You're going to be so big. You're going to be so famous. It's like, no, man, nobody knows. And that was, that was kind of the point that I wanted to illustrate, right? Yeah. Is that, you know, one moment is not going to make your career. You know what I mean? Whether it's no. getting a record on a Drake album or making a song with Skrillex or like, you know, doing some huge thing that everyone just assumes, like, if that happens to you, you know, you've made it. But it's really... That, go ahead. That, go idea, ahead. Of, that, that idea of like something big has happened to me so it's just going to keep going is it's kind of an illusion right because the, the bigger those moments are it's like this big huge rise in popularity the easier it is for that to fall off yeah i i would agree and that that was going to be my point is it's not about what you know how crazy that moment is it's about how you capitalize on it you know because and I, i'm sure you've seen it as much as i've seen it i've seen so many artists have these crazy breaks and you're like oh this dude is going to the top and then there's just nothing to follow it up and then like two years right. later you're like where the fuck is that dude you know totally and then the, and the slow riders the guys who are consistently putting out good stuff and consistently working hard and keeping their head down are the ones who end up with long-lasting careers and that was always my goal you know what i mean like you know, people would argue that my, you know, trajectory as an artist was kind of a skyrocket at the beginning because of Feel the Volume yeah. and Rock the Party and all that shit. But for me, I all I was trying to do is just put out music that I believed in and like slowly, slowly develop, you know, a fan base that understood that I was going to make all these different kinds of music and whatever. Yeah. Um, it's also that's also how you develop a loyal fan base, right? Not, not a volatile fan base. They'll just drop your music and move on to the next thing as soon as they can. It's you know they're really invested in what you do, and they're emotionally attached to you not only as an artist but as a person. Yeah, and you know I, I think that I've tried to navigate that. So I guess for me it was like you know this this crazy fucking thing happened, and then it was like okay like. Luckily, I had written a shitload of music and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep putting out as much music as I can because at that point, I was still putting out a song every two weeks. 
And I was like, you know, wow. I'm just going to keep doing exactly what I'm doing right now because there's no way for me, like, you know, if I had tried to go and write 14 more Feel the Volumes or whatever, like, it, it wouldn't have worked, you know? So I just kept doing what I was doing. and But just, you know, the consistency of keeping yourself in people's heads after they've seen that big moment, I feel like is the ticket, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially as people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter every year. You know, I remember when I used to play in bands and it was totally acceptable to put out an album and then tour that album for two years and then put out another album two years later, you know, and that was... God, that was those, are, those are the good old days, huh? Seriously, you know, 10 years have gone by and now it's you have to put out a single fuck every couple weeks every month every two months like it's it depends on the artist it depends on the genre but yeah i feel like this so, is so much better. yeah i feel like this is the longest i've gone without releasing music but it's because everything is stopped right now the whole world is on pause you know so it's right. like and then, then you think like if you make a club record like what is the point in putting out a club record right now I, i'm Nobody really i'm really glad you said that because you know a lot of the music that i had ready to put out right before all this happened was, yeah. you know, very club directed music, you know? Totally. And, um, I, I had that exact thought where I was like, why the fuck am I going to put out some, you know, club banger ass records when, you know, okay, sure. People still love to listen to that stuff. They'll obviously, you know, they're watching all the DJ sets and, you know, they'll play it in their house with their, you know, their, fucking lights that they've bought on amazon and make a little party in their house and there there definitely is a reason but just for me as an artist i didn't feel right putting no, out I music mean, like that in this environment right there's also something special about putting out a club record because of the club culture right because people yeah. are playing out your records at the clubs at the venues at the festivals and when that's not happening it's not quite the same it really isn't yeah i i couldn't agree i couldn't agree well actually i couldn't agree more <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I couldn't agree. You're actually fucking wrong, and you're stupid and dumb. But anyways, yeah, we're bad at league. So. Well, I I sure am. I am definitely not good at League of Legends, but you should, it's okay. Did you get any better? Have you gotten any better? No, I've stopped playing. Basically, why, dude? I don't have time to to sit and play. You know, uh, one game is thirty five to forty five minutes. So that means if I play four games in a row, half of a day is gone. It's really tough. It's really, know. really tough. Caden, Caden or Apartment C9 in the chat said he won't play with me anymore. That's a lie, Caden. You stopped playing League, and then I stopped. But anyways, uh, question for you from the chat. What is your favorite venue and festival to play? My favorite festival to play has, was probably a festival called Life is Beautiful in Las Vegas. Yo, dude, I love Life is Beautiful, man. So sick. You put uh, a three month stage, right? A tent? Yeah, yep. I've done uh, it twice. So so good yeah um and it falls on my birthday every year so when i play it it's on my birthday wait it's, what it's when's your birthday september 22nd oh mine's september 2nd wow we're so close yeah you know who else shares my birthday who zed so wow, my birthday dude. has been completely overshadowed ever since i became a dj <laughs> oh man uh but no it's so, uh, it, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say so favorite festival life is beautiful um Favorite venue to play would probably be Boots House in, in Cologne, Germany. Okay. I, I also might have to agree there. I don't know if I could pick it as my number one, but it would be hard to pick anything else. Right. Well, I mean, like my favorite hard ticket show I've ever played is The Shrine, hands down. Yeah. But, but I don't know if that's even fair to call a club show, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's got, it can't just be like a festival and venue. For me, it's got to be festival, hard ticket, and then club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I would probably say, I can't even decide on a festival, but for a venue show, it has to be a tie between The Shrine and Bill Graham. And as far as clubs go, like, at least in Europe, without a shadow of a doubt, it's Boots House. If you're, you yeah. know, if you're going to separate it between, you know, Europe and the States, because, I mean, there are some incredible, like, Echo Stage in D.C., like has to be yeah. one of the most insane clubs I've ever played in my life. But I mean, yeah, I was supposed to play. I was supposed to play that uh, right before this whole thing happened. That was yikes. one of my last shows. Yeah, yeah. But I have done Bill Graham. I did that. Uh, I did back to back with one seven eight eight L there. Maybe two weeks before this whole thing happened. Yeah, I saw that. That was like right when shit was really hitting the fan. Yeah, that, man. 
Oh God, it was it was it, whatever. I don't you know what I don't want to talk about quarantine anymore. We've done it so much on this radio show. I want to yeah, focus on positive yeah. stuff. People in the chat are very excited about the fact that they've learned that you play League of Legends, and in fact, Ikali is very good at League of Legends. Um, so so why don't you talk a little bit about that? Um, you know, obviously, I'm sure you've been playing a lot of League during quarantine. I'm sure you've been playing a lot of uh, or making a lot of music during quarantine. So talk a little bit about League and then, you know, just what you've been doing in general since, you know, we've been on lockdown. How you feel? Yeah, so, so I'm a mid one-trick Orianna, basically Orianna Lux. Um, That's weird because every time you play with me, you always play Rengar top. Or uh, not Rengar, the oh, alligator. Renekton? Yeah, Renekton yeah, top. I think, I think it's because one of our partners was playing mid, so I just, uh, top right, was like right. my, my second role. But I'm playing a lot of TFT lately. Have you, do you play TFT? I, you know, I'm better at TFT than I am at League. I'll definitely yeah, so say that. TFT is my jam. I just hit Diamond in TFT. And I'm trying to go for Masters is what I'm trying to do. I'm a real fucking nerd. Um, We're all real fucking nerds, though, and that's the point, I know, dude. I, I, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, our world and the video game world are, are just melding and melding and melding and getting closer together and, you know... I don't think there's a way that you get into making electronic music without being some sort of nerd, right? No, I agree. And and the more nerdy you are, the better you are at it. It just goes hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look at someone like uh, like a like a, you know, Shady Ant or Virtual Riot or Porter Robinson, you know, like and it's it's crazy cuz these things like I think Porter is a great example of someone who, you know, he's taken these things that used to be so counterculture and like what the weird kids would like, you know, like anime and everything super Japanese and whatever. And like, he's made that his whole brand and now people are obsessed with that shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to it. You know, and it's, it's funny seeing him do his uh, secret sky festival. It's so cool. Cause I feel like a lot of kids who weren't comfortable going out to festivals and going to raves could finally experience his music and his vision from home watching yeah. a computer screen which is so cool yeah i i have so much respect for porter just like outside of the fact that he did that festival online which i think is cool it's the way that he curated the festival like every single artist on it was so different so out there it wasn't like you know oh i'm gonna get the biggest artist in the world like he had you know anamanaguchi next to san holo next to fucking wave dash and it was just people that he liked and that he wanted to give shine to. And I just, I, I thought that was so, like, uh, you know, um, respectable. And I was also very envious that he could literally just put together a lineup of, like, here's all the music that I love. And everyone is just like, yes, whatever yeah. you say, Porter, we love <laughs> what you love. Yeah. No, it's pretty cool, man. And it really shows how genuine of an artist he is. And that kind of ties yeah. back to what we were talking about earlier with you putting out you know, whatever kind of record you want to. I think it's always important to be genuine as an artist and to let your true color shine. 100%. Yeah. Um, so what have uh, you been doing during quarantine? How you been feeling? Um, man, it goes, up, it goes up and down. I mean, I'm sure you can relate to this. It's like one day you feel depressed, one day you feel excited. It's just like same thing happens over and over and over again every single day but um doing my best to keep my head up i've been cooking a lot yo uh, facts facts same. man yes yeah what have you been cooking um so i when i was a kid my dad always used to barbecue always used to grill and yeah. ever since i left home i've never had a grill anywhere that i've lived and now because joanne and i are staying at her her mom's house my mother-in-law's house um, you know, because we wanted to be able to have a yard because we have a loft in LA, which is nice, but it has no yard. It's kind of small. The dog would go crazy, whatever. She also has a grill. And so wow. I've been getting super into barbecuing, which is something I've always wanted to do. And, you know, also just having free time to be able to be like, oh, you know what? I might spend a couple hours cooking today instead of like, I'm going to eat whatever is the quickest because I need to get back into the studio and finish this song so that I can go get on right. tour, you know? Yeah. So you're grill master Sam now. Uh, I wouldn't call myself a grill master. I'm, I would say I'm more of a uh, grill uh, uh, adept, perhaps. <laughs> grill adept. Okay. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Grillmeister, uh, even. Grillmeister, I like that more. Yeah. 
I like that more. But yeah, I've been cooking a lot, man. Um, I've been working on launching my new label, which is going to be happening in a month or two. Oh yeah, and I remember so, you talking to me about that. That's exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. So I've just been uh, collecting a ton of demos, um, finding all these artists, and I signed a distro deal. So we're getting it all moving now, and it should be launching in like a month and a half, something like that's that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so that's happening. I'm obviously working on music. I've been working more on a side project lately with my buddy, um, more like Tulum house vibes, that kind of thing. Um, uh huh. But I've been hammering away at that. Well, uh, and that's and that's the other kind of beautiful silver lining is that we have the ability now to be like, oh, I don't just have to make a Cali music. I just I don't just have to make Jaws music. I can you know. A lot of things I've been doing are kind of like getting that creative energy out of my brain so I can focus on the Jaws music. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, write all this stuff that like, and now I don't have to worry about, oh, is this going to be a Jaws song? Is this going to be something that I have to release? Blah, 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 blah. Like, all of that shit is out the window. I just get to write to write. And it's like, yep. you know, if I write, you know, 15 songs that all have a similar vision that would never fit in Jaws, then it's like, oh, cool. I just created myself a side project. Totally. I think that's one of the plus sides of this whole situation is I feel like a lot of the artistic pressure has been kind of moved into a different lane and just sort of you can set it aside and not worry too much about, um, like you said, touring, because obviously that's not happening. You don't have to be putting out a club record every month. You can kind of focus on whatever you want to focus on. Um, and it's really nice. Yeah, it's been great, man. I mean, it obviously hasn't been great, but the ability to, you know, just be creative has been really refreshing for me um but yeah okay cool so you got your label on the way i'm not gonna ask you too many details because i'm sure everything is under wraps um i will say though it must be nice having uh you know this time to just really sink your teeth because like you know and for people who don't run a label just so you know it's like having an artist project but way and also just so you know because you haven't really started your label yet it's like having an artist project, exactly, but like way, 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 way more. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it takes a lot of effort and work. And luckily, you know, I have an incredible label manager and an incredible team that helped me out a lot with stuff now. But I mean, I if I had had this much time to just like figure out exactly what I wanted my label to be, exactly how I wanted it to look, you know, found it exactly the songs, this and that, like, you know, I mean, Bite This as a label started in 2017, but then we basically took a hiatus until 2019 just because we had so much bullshit that we needed to actually figure out if we were going to be a real record label. You know right. what I mean? Oh, great question for you in the chat. Where do we send yeah. demos if we have some that might fit his label oh, style. I have a submission email address. Let me just find it real quick. Yeah, so it's just... The label's called Awakening Records. The label like is called Awakening Records, everyone. The cat yeah. is out of the bag. If there you know we go. What, you if heard you, it first. If you, if you know a Callie, then you would realize that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Awakening <laughs> is also the name of his mix series that his fans love so much. Um, so I guess it only makes sense to to kind of keep that. It's a strong brand. Like I, it's, I, I, it's I, one thing I'm really proud of, man. Is like that that whole awakening world is like I listen to those mixes and I love listening to them. It's cathartic for me. So I'm just that world that we created. We're going to continue along that line, and all of the music that we sign and put out is going to live in that world. That's awesome. Um, but the email address, sorry for getting a bit sidetracked there, is just awakeningsubmit at gmail.com. Awakening submit. Not submissions, but submit Not with a submit. T. Yes, S-U-B-M-I-T. Exactly. Awakening submit at gmail.com, you said? That's the one. I, I don't know why it would be anything other than Gmail nowadays. Pop, like pop Yeah. <laughs> Awakening submit at AOL.com. I was just gonna say AOL. <laughs> God, I miss AOL. The good old too, days, man. dude. MSN Messenger, you remember that? Yeah, I mean, MSN I never really used because I feel like when I was a kid, it was like the cool thing to do was AIM or AIM. Wait, wait, I'm older than you, aren't I? I am, yeah, how, how, right. what, how old are you? I'm 28. Dude, I'm 26. I'm about to be 27. Yeah, so I'm, I'm your senior. 
Oh, um, barely. Okay. I know. Are you going to tell I me know. that a two-year difference is really going to, you know? Well, I mean, it makes a difference between AOL and MSN, apparently. I guess. I, guess, I definitely had it MSN, but I feel like everyone that I knew used AIM. Uh, someone in the chat Dude. said we should make an AOL sound remix. Man, that'd be lit. Um, yeah, man, MSN Messenger was funny. It was like everybody's username was just a death cap for Cutie Lyric. Do you remember that at all? Uh, I mean, I remember things similar to that from not just MSN, but also AIM right. and MySpace. I mean, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> no, don't even get me started. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I probably have more than enough, uh, you know, here. Uh, these these interviews are always supposed to be like 15 minutes, but they end up being like 30 or 40. And uh, <laughs> the radio show is only 60 minutes. So, But the, the nice thing to know is, um, obviously, if you're watching it live now, you got to see the whole thing. But also, um, we post the full interviews, the full radio show uncut um, on Apple Podcasts and I believe on SoundCloud. Um, and you can always watch this VOD back um on twitch and i believe we're going to start uploading vods uh you know after like a week or two on youtube so there's tons of places that you can go and watch not just this interview but tons of interviews that i've done during quarantine i was talking to you nathan earlier this is literally the only way that i've like hung out with my friends it's like hey you want to you want to uh you want to interview um you want to do an interview for my radio show and then we just end up like more often than not just talking like homies because it's like hey like i haven't talked to you in forever like what the fuck have you been doing oh you want to play some video games cool man and then it's like oh wait this is i should ask you a question that people maybe <laughs> actually want to hear yeah well, so this is the, like i said to you earlier you're the first person i've talked to in like a week so yeah i, I mean you know all right, Nathan, I don't want to keep you any longer. We've talked a bunch. We've talked about a bunch of cool stuff. Very exciting things, uh, like your brand new label called Awakening. You already have the email address if you want to submit. Is there anything else that you want to tell the people of the universe before you get the hell out of here? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm, I'm tired from speaking. I haven't spoken this much in a long time. I know <laughs> your vocal cords must be uh, must be real sore right now. Trust me, I'm I'm streaming three times a week. This week four actually, wow. and we do a lot of screaming on the stream. Yeah, um, I, I won't I won't go into much more detail than that because that just sounded really weird. But it's okay. I'm gonna keep going. My vocal cords are are de it feels like I'm I'm doing you know four or five shows a week again. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Frozen Akali. Do you know what I mean, Frozen Akali? F's in the chat for Frozen Akali. F for Frozen. Yeah, he was just like, yo, I'm sick of these guys. I'm out of here. And then made that face. I'm definitely turning that into an emote on the on the channel. That's such a great freeze fame. Sam, can you hear me? Oh, now I can. Okay, cool. There we go. Um, I, I can't even remember what I was saying anymore. Um, it's okay. It's okay. I love you. It's good talking to you, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, last question before you go. The yeah. chat wants to know, when is Akali coming to Twitch? Oh, really soon. I was waiting until I played that virtual EDC thing before I started. Um, so are you going to do uh, DJ sets? Are you going to play League? Are you going to do music production? What's the vibe? All of the above, my friend. Um, yeah, I'm going to start out with DJ sets, I think. Uh, do video games with friends. Definitely some production streams too. Sick. Well, whenever you yeah. want to squad up and do some streams and play some league, you know who to hit up. Let's do it, man. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Chat, say bye bye to Nathan. Bye, Hi, Nathan. We're going to yeah. miss you. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Sounds scary. It sounds very scary. There wasn't any propeller. It wasn't any coral reef. And it wasn't a shark either. It's time for a guest mix. Woo! What an incredible interview with Nathan Akali. Thank you very much for being on with us.
But it's it's time to move on. I know you guys get sick of me talking, even when I'm talking to someone else. I know that Nathan and Callie's voice is beautiful, but you hear this one all the time, and you're like, yo, Jaws, it's time for some music. Please, for the love of God. And boy, do I got some music for you today. We have a guest mix from one of my favorite French people, which is a line that I feel like I'm saying quite a bit on this radio show because the French producers are absolutely taking over the planet. I mean, it's been happening for years and years and years and years, uh, but now more than ever, I mean, there is just such an abundance of absolutely incredible French music producers. And one of them gave us a guest mix today. Bite this familia, he goes by the name of Coos. K-O-O-S, Coos, makes some of the sickest house music I've ever heard. He is absolutely incredible. I mean, I, I can't say enough nice things about him, but I'm going to stop talking, and I'm going to let the music do the talking. Without further ado, this is Coos with a guest mix on Bite This Radio. This is the guest mix on, on, on Bite This Radio. some reason you are tuning in just now this is coos with the guest mix on bite this radio
If you're just tuning in, incredible guest mix from Coos here on Bite This Radio. This.
radio.
Not that I am surprised, but what an incredible mix so far from this very fantastic Frenchman, Coos. On Bite This Radio. You already know what it is. I believe that does it for today's episode of Bite This Radio. What an incredible mix. Thank you so much to Coos. Thank you so much to France, honestly. Just to France in general for just making so many incredible, incredible producers. I mean, God, could they stop? Actually, it's making my job really hard. But it's making my job as a label manager really easy. Because all I got to do... It was just look over there at France and, you know, there's like 14, 15, uh, not to mention all the kids that are probably going to come up in the next six months to a year. I mean, God, it's just, it's insanity. Shout out to the French, all of you guys, but specifically today, shout out to you, Kuz. That mix was, I mean, as I said it was going to be, I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong. I'm always right. It was awesome. I said it was going to be awesome. And guess what? It was awesome. 
Now, unfortunately, I have to leave you guys. I have to let you go on with your day. But if you're watching on Twitch, we get to keep hanging out after the radio show is done. So I will ask you one more time. If you haven't yet, you should definitely come hang out with us on Twitch. Thursdays, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Twitch.tv slash Jaws Official. Watch the radio show happen in its entirety. Live. Active in the chat. And uh, maybe your message... Your question, your comment will be broadcast out to the world. But until then, I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I will see you next time for another wonderful episode of Bite This Radio. Goodbye.